Well, hello. Long time no speak. It's been a rough couple of weeks for me. I've been able to keep reading, but oh boy. This uh, auto-inflammatory. And, and what's funny is some of the books I've been reading this week kind of show that stress, histamine, cortisol, inflammation, um, thinking, positive or not, uh, this is why meditation works, not the practice itself, but bringing your mind to peace or to not being, um, you know, negative, however you want to list it. Um, it's the secret. Uh, in fact, they say stress, um, positive thoughts, thinking, thinking can, can actually prevent Alzheimer's, can prevent uh, dementia, can prevent uh, your telomeres from unraveling. Right, so on that thought, um, I thought uh, I used to, the podcast, like I've said, was um, for me to keep track of, of uh, my explorations early on. Then it became to, to get out some ideas, you know, to work on them out loud. Um, and then actually at the end of last year, I realized uh, there's quite a few people listening. So then I started to wonder, you know, what what to share and then when you start um, second guessing you know uh, the creativity is limited so I'm just gonna start um, sharing because as Nietzsche said right we need uh, less specialists and more jack-of-all-trades multi multidisciplinary approaches uh, to these uh, problems that we face and so I'm not a one-trick pony. Uh, yes, uh, read a lot of Buddhism and Nietzsche, but uh, there's a lot of other areas that I, I go into. And one happens to be modern, you know, society, modern uh, ideas. I think I mentioned it before. Uh, my most recent one that's outside of philosophy, uh, it's still technically philosophy, but what isn't, right, uh, is this uh, Campbell's Goodhart's Law. So I think we've missed out because we have uh, separated all of these fields. Uh, Campbell's law uh, is uh, social science, and, it, and an example would be that they're using it to apply to education. And what's sad is they haven't used it to apply to the most obvious, that the problem with education is Campbell's law. When you uh, make the measure the target, the measure becomes worthless. So when you start to to use standardized testing and and start teaching to the standard test then everything it becomes worthless and we've seen what's happening here you're not teaching kids how to think um, you're just teaching them how to answer how to memorize how to right so you have good arts law as well which is the one that i was familiar with this is how i came across campbell's uh, law and saw that they're identical because Goodhart's law I was familiar with as an economist and it's the same idea it just comes from a different approach here right? um, so this is both in combination uh, but we won't uh, right we won't go there it's uh, it's I related to the Heart Sutra uh, the uh, no attainment that I always uh, quote from the Heart Sutra Right, the same idea of um, how you balance desire. Uh, you know, what is charity? What is a selfless act? I mean, there really is no selfless act, but all you can do is have the best intentions. Right? 
So on that note, uh, I had a friend of mine I enjoy watching um, in one of his podcasts, and he was talking uh, his thoughts on TikTok. And so I just made some comments, and I never thought that I could share some of these. So I use some social medias as um, kind of like an act of imagination or like a writing prompt. And over the last few years, I've actually become um, less horrible at it. <laughs> so I thought I'd just share uh, this idea. Um, well, I'll share what I wrote. Um, so again, he was talking about TikTok. And so I shared some of my thoughts and I said, it is a part, oh, sorry. And this was, he was talking about why people on Instagram hated reels. And, and he originally thought it had something to do with the fact that it was similar to TikTok. But, and so this is what I wrote. I said, it's a part, keep it the same, but reels on Instagram was forced on users. We have seen in studies that humans are actually irrational. An example is being forced or sold a bill of goods. Being lied to, that's uh, like a, being sold a bill of goods, the bait and switch in uh, economics. We will expect far more in return than we would have been satisfied with originally. Right? So if, if you offer me something for $100 and it uh, allows me to do X and Y, um, it should give me that value. If I buy it and I find out it only offers X for the $100, well, then I'm going to be pretty upset. And so you can't make me happy by just giving me a product that does both X and Y. Uh, technically, I'll probably want uh, some sort of compensation on top of that, or technically, I may even look to cancel or burn down the building. Uh, as a result, because we are so irrational as a being, we, we take it so uh, personally. And what I mean by that is, there was also a study that showed that 20% of us will oppose authority and order or being compelled automatically. We've known this for a long time, that about one-fifth of people will absolutely uh, refuse to follow authority, almost because it's authority, but uh, within that is also those who, who use uh, their brains, so they might uh, have sought it through, uh, right? The example have been um, different studies about whether uh, people follow the, the herd or if uh, people will follow authority. It's the same idea. Some people will be convinced uh, to... Uh, there was a study, uh, they did kind of a fake jury, and they had one person try to convince everyone of something that wasn't true and it was amazing to find out how many people would uh, conform to uh, well I mean it's like the 1984 this 2 and 2 equals 5 stolen from Dostoevsky this idea that sometimes I mean, sometimes 2 and 2 needs to equal 5 but we can't forget that uh, 2 and 2 is 4 but in this example um, TikTok and WeChat are another issue and I said I gave, uh, I had experience in the past uh, where I'd refused to use WeChat. I believe this was before TikTok, uh, but for similar reasons. But I said, sadly, fast forward to today, we have the same issue with many other apps. How many times have you seen an ad for something you searched for on another device? Right, the system's been gamed. They knew we would object, so they gamed the psychology as well. 
they have made life so hard for those who do not want to follow the herd. To opt out is tantamount to opting out of a connection. And that is the modern malaise, our disconnection from ourselves and each other. Attention spans are dropping. But worse, we are losing our language. That is risking our very being, our consciousness. Jung once said that the majority of evil in the world can be traced to people walking around completely unconscious. I think his influence, Nietzsche, was closer to the target. We have forgone our humanity for the easy way out. We have become the apathetic herd beasts. We were the most gregarious animal, but now we are the shallowest. Diversity is our strength, but not how it is seen today. We need more multidisciplinary people, not more big ears without eyes to see or ears to hear. Specialists, masters of none, I say. We must set aside, set reason aside to explore the sense and nonsense, not lock dissenting opinions away. That is how we atrophy a society, a community, as humanity, and as ourselves. Without the thoughts and ideas that challenge, we lose our very identity. Right? So what I meant, uh, I made a couple allusions to uh, Nietzsche's idea of... Uh, Right, uh, we have too many specialists. They they become people with big ears, um, with no eyes to hear and and, and uh, mouths to see. These people, uh, they they can't see the forest for the trees, right? Because you really do need to be a multidisciplinarian. That's what Nietzsche was getting at. That you have to use your imagination and your memory and your logic, and you have to use all of these disparate skills and. Uh, whatever you'd want to call them, to, uh, to bring to bear, to understand your reality. And that's what I mean by the laziness, because life is not easy. I guess we try to dumb it down with the words like suffering. But, it, but I like uh, David Goggins. His philosophy is, is closer to an idea of always be challenging yourself, because we're either atrophying or we're, uh, or we're growing. Right? We're winning or we're learning. Otherwise, right? I mean, it fits to the Yogacara philosophy that um, there is no existent self, meaning uh, you, your identity as an individual doesn't actually exist. It's actually um, just, I call it like a configuration file, like with computers. It's just a list of preferences and reactions, right? It's an algorithm. So arguably, once you realize that, you can change one moment to the next, right? You don't have to be a product of your experience. You can be informed by it. But, uh, so, I mean, there's even where uh, Sartre tends to be misunderstood. This idea of narrative theory and creating your identity for yourself doesn't mean you can create a fantasy Right? You can't create a 2 and 2 equals 5. I mean, I'm sorry, no matter how many times you try to uh, organize four apples, they're never going to become five. But 
it's a perspective thing. I mean, the argument might be that if you have an open mind, you might realize that you'd left another apple on the tree, right? So the, the, the lesson is not two and two equals five. The lesson is you made a giant leap of assumption to believe you only had four, when in reality, if you'd been more open-minded, you may have realized you actually had access to five. And that's the human nature, that approaching this with an open mind would allow us to see that we have the potential. And this is currently what we're looking at, this idea that, and I've been saying this for years, but the idea that placebo is probably our our greatest power of uh, potential, that if we can believe that we can achieve just about anything that we likely could. Uh, in fact, they even kind of proved it with uh, fatigue. They've actually proven that uh, when, and that's David Goggins again, I don't know if he even knows that the science has been proven this lately, but when we think we've run out of gas, run out of steam, it tends to be either um, 40% of what we actually have left, or more likely, it's just based on our previous experience and our and our cognition decides for us how much physical stamina we have left. It decides, hey, now, in the past, we've only been able to go this far. And this has been proven by giving elite athletes placebo. And they're able to achieve, well, what they thought to be their best ever um, achievement when it was just a mindset that had changed. Right? Placebo, narrative theory, um, and, and I've been playing with the idea of hope. Right? Again, it's got to be a beneficial hope. So, but on that.